This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. I've got Eric with me again for a, another delightful trip into the Hersey Hobby Wagon. Eric, how are you doing this morning? Todd, I'm doing fantastic. And for those not aware, the Hersey Hobby Wagon is, is our new series. Because, you know, when you find your old family station wagon cooped up in a garage, you have to talk about it. Especially when that station wagon is full of your childhood memories and toys and game platforms all and everything else imaginable. And today, Todd, is your turn to reach back into the wagon and pull something out, and we will discuss. Are you ready? I am for today's edition of Grand Theft Hobby. Uh, and, <laughs> and what we've got here is one of the long boxes from my youth. Uh, oh, boy. Conta- c- containing a whole bunch of my old comic books. So I figured today we can we can talk comics. That works absolutely. for you. No, that's absolutely because I I do recall your long boxes and I guess to the the commoner which which I would be if I if if you said that to me out in the blue I've had no idea what you're talking about but you're talking about one of those it, it's almost like a long white box right card yep it's a it's a long cardboard box with a lid that you can stack all of your comics in so if you're looking at it from the front it's just slightly larger than the face of a comic book as far as width and height and the length very like they're short boxes they're probably about a foot and a half deep and the long boxes are like a yard long like about a meter or so long and you stack all of your comic books in there vertically and that's how you keep your comics nice you know keep keep them out of the grubby hands of your kid brother i was gonna say yeah the family pets or or what have you um that's how you that's how you keep them in good condition you keep them organized and uh, I've I've had several of these over the course of my life, and I thought that's what we could chat about. Yeah, <laughs> define the long box and then describe the contents. That, that's how this works, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean when we saw it in the back of the the hobby wagon, I was I was wondering what those giant boxes were, but you know, they, you know, you could fit a couple in there. So, yeah. uh, I remember in my youth, you had several at the house. I and I wanna. I want to say that you had one that was dedicated to what Marvel and maybe the other one was Star Wars. Does, does that sound off? That, that, that sounds about right. Shock and surprise. I'm a big Star Wars fan and shock and surprise. There are Star Wars comics in the world. And I was doing my darndest to try and collect them all. So yeah, well, how that there go was for one... you? <laughs> eh, you know, it went okay for a piece going back, back in time. I don't think Star Wars comics were my first comic books. When I was, you know, a wee lad, I want to say like six or seven, I feel like they might have been like Richie Riches or, you sure. know, whatever. Is it hot stuff? Richie? Is that the little, little devil, the, the, the Richie Rich little devil guy? Uh, some of those. Uh, I remember reading comic books at one of the churches we went to in the church library. They had a bunch of Archie comics. Okay. Um, and then one day at the local grocery, 
you know, at the magazine rack, there was a Star Wars comic. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is a thing that exists. I must get these. And I think by the time I discovered them, it was like, you know, issue 60, 50 something, 60 something. Like they'd been in circulation for a while. And I started getting those, you know, anytime we'd go to the grocery and I'd see one, I would beg mom and dad to get one. And I mean, luckily back in the day, I think when I first started getting them, they were like 60 cents an issue, you know, 75 cents an issue, like which prices have climbed considerably since then. But it was, it was, they were cheap enough that even, even in our household, yeah, sure. Here's, here's, you know, a buck and change, get yourself a comic book and a candy bar. Um, And those were mightily good days for, for young Todd. Yeah, I can imagine. So, so where, where would you see these at in, in said grocery store? Like, I just don't know. Like, I know where they have the magazine style racks now. Yeah. Where, you know. Uh, is is were they in the same location? Or were they in like a twisty card or something like that? Yeah, so not like the like there's the magazines you get at the checkouts, you know, where you find all of your. Oh, you know, okay, yeah, yeah. Those things, not that section, but like normally the grocery store also has like an actual magazine and book section. Yeah, where you can get like your crossword puzzles and your coloring books and your your you know the wider variety of magazines, and that's where they used to have comic books. You know, now that I think of it, I don't know that grocery stores nowadays have comic books in them. I don't know that I've seen uh, that in a man, long time. T- yeah, I don't think. But back in the day, that was one of your primary sources to get them. I mean, nowadays, there are comic book stores, and you go to the – like, it's it's wall-to-wall comics and, you know, the occasional toy and game or whatever. But it's it's just long boxes after long boxes full of comics and you know, displays the newest stuff and all that. But, you know, before all that, yeah, it was the grocery store. <laughs> so you said they started off at, what, like 60 cents? What, what are they costing now? Oh, it's – Two, three dollars, like that. Like well, they, that seems about right. Well, and I mean, here's the other thing. Back in the day, you, you know, you you get your sixty cent comic book, and let's say it's thirty pages, right? At least eight to ten of those pages were advertisements, sure. which in and of themselves were kind of fun. Like it's fun for me to go into the really old comic books and look at them for the ads because they've got you know the trying to sell, convince kids to sell Grit magazine or you know they've got the full page spread of you know. Here's a bunch of pranks you can buy twenty huh. for you know a dollar. Like it was almost sure. like the, Col- the Columbia Music CD shenanigans, but for kids with little pranks like bug frozen in a plastic ice cube, fake tea, yeah, dog poo, you know, whatever. Well, I mean that's fair. I mean that's that that that's good marketing there. Yeah, but nowadays there are no ads. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're also they're also on much higher quality paper. They're just it's just they're just better material. And things cost more money nowadays. Well, like, yeah. I, when you say sixty cents to three dollars, like that didn't. I mean, to me, that seems pretty fair, like uh, of an equivalent oh, yeah. of what you would expect. Because we're talking, we're talking early eighties, right? Is that probably when you started getting oh, your, yeah. yours? Yeah, er, okay. er, early yeah. to mid eighties is when, when I would have when I would have started the yeah. comic books. And yeah, I mean, it was on the old news pulp type paper and okay chock full of ads at 60 cents a pop and nowadays it's on you know quality archival quality glossy paper with no ads in it like yeah you 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 spend some money for that i mean luckily as an adult i've I've got that kind of disposable income to work with but you know if the original star wars comics were two bucks a shot i probably would have had a whole heck of a lot less of them as a youngster yeah well but yeah you know it all works out it does. It does. So you, yeah. so in the in our story here, you're at the grocery store. You grab Star Wars episode fifty seven, right. and 
at that point in time, did you start collecting them or like, and then you were trying to find back issues or yes, was it and, more well, of a teenage or I mean, like I col- you had more money? Yeah. I, I collected them in the sense that whenever I bought one, I tried to keep it as nice as I could. And I had a stack of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd call that officially collecting, like, because there's, you know, I had them and they, you know, I was a, I was a young kid. Like those, those got read multiple times and sure. handled and they, they got pretty roughed up when I would say it was probably like 16 or 17. Cause like it, it was sporadic back in the day. Like when I was a kid and if I happened to be at the grocery and they happened to have them in stock and the parents were, were willing to buy me one, I'd get one, but it's not like, like when I looked at my collections, like, okay, I have issue 57, 61, 72, sure. 83. Like it was very sporadic, which is, which was tricky <laughs> Because it's not like each comic book is its own self-contained story. Like, they have arcs. It's like, you know, so, like, I was, it's like turning on a TV, you know, for a show that started at 7 o'clock. Like, turning on the TV at 6.15, watching until, you know, mm-hmm. 6.24, and then not watching any more of that show until two weeks later, random. <laughs> you know, it was weird. But I still loved them. You know, sure but it was and then i just stopped getting them until i was like 16 or 17 and realized that there was a a comic book store in bridgeport my buddy you know went to and was getting stuff and i was like oh i'll have to go check that out and it just happened to coincide with them starting to make star wars comics again because marvel had the star wars comic license back in the day meaning like from 77 through 80 something like after return of the Jedi. Yeah. Well, after, after return of the Jedi, like the story kind of ends as far as the movies are concerned, (laughs) the comic books carried on for a little bit and did their own sort of weird spin as to what happened after the end of the empire, which was, shall we say interesting, but I was like at that point, like I didn't have any of those comics. And then they were like, well, the movie's done. We're done with this. And there were no more star Wars comics. And it was, I want to say 91, Somewhere in the early 90s, Dark Horse Comics, comic publisher, got the rights to make new Star Wars comics. And it just happened that that happened at around the same time that I discovered that comic books stores were a thing. And that, you know, I had a job and therefore could start spending money to do this. Uh, So that worked out pretty well for me. Yeah. No, I remember your comic book store. I I ventured there with you once. um, And. And, and and right now there's a pizza shop there. So I know of the comic book store <laughs> you're speaking of. And so when you started, um, you started collecting the, I guess, the Star Wars one. When did you start getting into Marvel? About about same time. Like I started with with the Star Wars because that's that's my big thing. And then, you know, you're in a comic book store and you're looking around. There's all sorts of comics, which is interesting and fun. And, you know, sometimes certain things catch your eye. But mainly... I would say it's because the comic book store had a subscription service. Okay. Uh, which makes it nice. So you don't ever miss, miss an issue. You don't have to like go and catch it while it's there. You're, you'll say, Hey, I want to subscribe to this, this, and this, and they'll just, they'll order them for you. And when they come in, they set them aside, you know, with your name on them. And then you just show up once every so often and grab what they've got waiting for you. It's, it's beautiful. Well, the yeah. way that system works is every month there's a, basically a catalog that comes out called previews that is i mean it's like an inch thick it's like a phone book of comic books every month 
and it's organized by you know okay here are all the new dc titles here's the new marvel titles here's the black you know dark horse comic like they're all broken down by by publishers and it'll tell you hey in the month of such and such here's what's coming out and you can flip through it like a catalog and see all the stuff that's coming out you know two months from now and so you know when you're you got a subscription thing you get this big catalog for free every month and you flip through and it's like you're a kid going through the freaking Sears catalog, looking at the toys, putting together your Christmas list every month. And so you discover a lot of cool stuff there. And I think what, what, cause I've never been into superheroes until, you know, recently. And, and I, I blame slash thank the, the MCU for a fair bit of this. Sure. I've never, I've never really been into the Superman, Batman, you know, fantastic for like superheroes just were not really my genre. Like I didn't have anything against them, but I've just always been more of a sci-fi fantasy kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. No, um, it doesn't, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, I, yeah, you I prefer I people using their minds in the force and laser swords. As I, opposed I to... <laughs> like saying it out loud, it makes no sense. You're absolutely right. It's, it's quite all right. It's, you know, <laughs> But looking through this, you know, there are oftentimes things – like Marvel does a very good job of having a wide variety of different characters and stories and genres that yeah. they'll make comic books about. Like I said, you know, yeah, they've got the Avengers and Thor and Hulk and all of your traditional superhero type folks. But they also had the license for Star Wars. They also – I think – I can't remember. I think maybe they had the license to do D&D comics for a minute there. Oh, um, I didn't know, even know that thing. A, that was a thing. Actually, I think that might have been DC. But anyway, like they've got a lot of variety going. And in the early 90s, they started a, a series called the 2099, which was basically set in the future in the year 2099. So they started a Spider-Man 2099. And it wasn't, you know, Peter Parker, traditional Spider-Man. It was a new Spider-Man in the far future and everything's all high tech and slightly dystopian. Okay. And they had, and they had like a whole series of those. They had Spider-Man, they had Punisher, they had uh, Dr. Doom. Eventually they had X-Men and like, that was enough to take it out of the pure superhero genre and throw a little bit of sci-fi into it that I'm like, Oh, I'll check these out. And of course I got hooked and ended up subscribing to every single variation on that that came out and there was a marvel superhero called deathlock that was like this cyborg soldier dude he was a pacifist and he he found out he was working on this cybernetic soldier program and was like really pissed about it because he was a pacifist and went to go tell his boss and like his boss had him off and used his brain as like the 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 software for this killing machine and then, like, he woke up and, like, gained consciousness. And so it's this killing machine who's a pacifist. And it was a very, very gripping, very interesting storyline. And so, of course, then I started collecting every Deathlock comic I could yeah. get my hands on. Uh, it's That's one of those the things one that, that I you, remember, yeah. <laughs> you, you get a little taste of it, and then I get into collector, I must have everything mode. And, you know, crank it up to 11 and try yeah. to acquire all the things. No, that makes sense. Well, let's let's take a real quick break here. We'll come back. We'll circle around and talk about some more of the comic books that you have grown to love. Indeed. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish 
be trendy, be outspoken, but those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Benline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection. Justinbenline.com. No personality, no problem. Be beige. Todd, you were talking about Deathlock, and I was going to say that's the one that caught me. I remember Deathlock. Uh, you had Deathlock, and then uh, similarly, there was a DC character, I believe was what, Hardware? Or, yeah. or something in a very similar. And I remember <laughs> yes. you having like all of those. Uh, yeah. Because, of course, while you were either at work, school, doing something, I did go through your um, comics. Of course you did. Um, of course you did. And and there were a few things that I remember. Number one, you had like every Deathlock imaginable. And yep. uh, you also had hardware, which I thought was crazy. So that kind of gave me the whole notion of DC and Marvel. Yeah. Um, you also had your Star Wars. And then I and then you started. It seemed to me that the modern Star Wars, there, of course, was a Boba Fett episode uh, one. And that's one I actually busted out of the, the um, <laughs> actual wrapper. And I do recall reading that. And that's the first instance in which Boba Fett did not die. And he actually crawled out of the Scarlack pit, right. uh, which we know to be true. In some sense, Indeed. we think we know to be true. So, um, yeah. but overall, overall, I did go through some of your comic books. I uh, and it gave me a little bit of a taste for comics in general. I was never a collector, much like you. Like I've never went out and bought comics, and but I did read several, and I do remember um, there was a book at the library that was a collection it was a hardback book and it was a collection of like the first the major like entry stories for like spider-man fantastic four and okay. several others i'm sure the yeah. hulk i remember it was you know an orange paperback book and it did not have anything on the cover so it's like one of those weird generic ones and i know <laughs> you being a library former worker you know like it just it just said like marvel's comics or whatever like that and it was right. just an orange book that was bound um, and I remember one night, like our power went out at our house and it was just like, what the heck are you going to do? Well, it just so happened that I actually had that book and, and I basically read by candlelight, the origin stories <laughs> of fantastic four and stuff. And so that's just a memory that is nice. like, just in my brain. And that, if you ask me to be like, all right, comic books, for some reason, that is what goes, you know, that that's where my brain straight goes to, um, that's that, legit. and I also, also recall reading the Boba Fett story, uh, from your stuff. Yeah. So you had a very large, wide variety. How close did you come to collecting all of said Star Wars books? Or was that just like... I mean, it. I came probably as close as I could for a, you know, 16 to 18-year-old young fella working minimum wage or just barely above at the library at the time. The, the Marvel series had run its course. And pretty much you had to go into the back issues at your local store or there were comic book conventions or shows that my first girlfriend and I were very into hopping in her car and going to these things. And, you know, you pay like $3 to get in and there's like dozens of comic book store people have brought their collections into the, the conference room at the local Hyatt <laughs> and you wander around and can find all your stuff and get good deals. And that's where you fill in your back catalog. And I would say the original Marvel Star Wars series ran 107 issues, 
And I would say I probably had 85 to 90 of those when it was all said and done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there were some this of the, some of the more, right? I mean, essentially, yeah. I mean, technically, there was you weren't internet, buying stuff, but it on wasn't the used. There was no eBay. No, there, there, no, was, there no... was no eBay. There was no Amazon. There was none of that. No, it's you had to go and find this stuff. Yeah, this, uh, which this was is kind like of part of the fun. Tre- that that has to be it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. this is like questing, so to speak. Especially oh, you're, yeah. since you're in the the sci-fi, you're probably thinking oh, yeah. like you're oh, yeah. you're a hobbit and you're going through and you're you're <laughs> gathering <laughs> gathering your oh no your treasures. You know, this oh is, yeah, uh, the 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 thrill of finding that issue you've been waiting to find forever yeah. is is there's something to that. Like it was it was pretty pretty fantastic. And like I said, because when I started, it was when Dark Horse started publishing new Star Wars ones. So those uh, I got as they came out. Like I sure. just subscribed to those. Like the only real hunting searching was for the original Marvels, and there were a couple of like oddball third like somebody at one point made like a four issue run i think star wars in 3d that like you got those you know those 3d glasses that have like the red lens sure. and the blue lens yeah and yeah. they were printed to be in 3d which okay. i wanted because it was rare but was also ironically stupid because i can't see those things in 3d because of my color vision deficiency uh, like yeah it, it was never going to work for me, but they were rare, and therefore I must have them. I think I got like two out of the four of those. So I, I well, did pretty well, of course. Yeah. And then I went off to college, and I think that's probably where you did most of your comic snooping, because I don't think I took them with me to college. Yeah, that, that sounds fair. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. And then I went to the Navy, and I wasn't hauling them with me to the Navy. And then I moved to Florida. And I think at one point I came home to Florida to get – or came home – to the valley and brought them back with me to Florida. And then of course, divorce number two came where I kind of lost most of the things that I had. And that's where that comic book collection died. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly. So where, where does, so now I know for a fact that you are working on comic book collection, what three, two, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, the, whatever. Yeah. The second time around is now in here and I'm, I'm looking at, I've got two long boxes and three short boxes that I've acquired since. <laughs> what and are in those boxes? What, what do you got going on now? So one of the long boxes is, as you would expect, completely Star Wars comics. Now, the, mm-hmm. dif- the, the difference here is I'm not trying to find all 107 of the original Marvel issues because, A, that's more trouble than it's worth to me, and, B, that's more expensive than I need it to be. Yeah, like if, sure. Luckily... Marvel had the Star Wars license, and then they lost it, and Dark Horse had the license and made a bunch of comic books. Well, now it's back to Marvel, and they're actually making new Star Wars comics that I'm subscribed to. So I get those as single issues. But they do a nifty thing in in the comic book world where they put out these things called trade paperbacks, which basically Mm -hmm. they'll take, okay, here's here's issues one through six. We're going to put them in sort of a soft cover bound book. And you can just buy that for, you know, 20 bucks as opposed to having to see, seek out and get issues one through six individually. And they basically reprinted the entire original 107 issue Marvel lineup as these trade paperbacks. So I'm just buying those. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, sort of cheating. But I well. guess for, for me, collecting comics was never about, oh, I'm going to get this comic. I'm going to put it in plastic and it's going to stay nice. And this thing that I spent, you know, two dollars on is eventually going to be worth 50 bucks. Like I've never done it as some sort of speculation or investment. I've gotten them because I like the pretty pictures and the cool stories. 
and yeah. I can get those from a trade paperback <laughs> cheaper, easier, more usable, you know, than spending $25 on issue seven, another $15 on issue eight, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Um, now, I mean, one one thing we haven't really even discussed on is, is the whole notion of how comic books are. And that might be an empty cast that we throw out there one day. I mean, the fact is, like, what what exactly is a is a comic book and why is it different than a regular book and so forth? But for the most yeah. part, the the art of collecting and or your backstory dealing with said comic books are are a little bit more fascinating to my understanding what <laughs> yeah, so. um, one one question that i have going on right now because i've ventured into comic books briefly for a couple different couple different times over the years number one was with the whole mcu and right. you know the whole spoiling of basically all these characters that they put on screen are all created in a comic book world and it's interesting to see like the people that read all the books are like it's almost it's almost like when you watched a movie and you read the book beforehand, like right. you, you knew right. what was going to happen and you said, oh, this is how this happened. So you hear that all the time on the Internet, basically oh, yeah. saying, oh, and you to this day, even, you know, every episode of WandaVision is like, well, this is how it was in the comic book. Well, right. you know, that kind of nerd stuff really <laughs> grabs a hold of me and makes me want to be like, I want to know this stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, so part of me is like, hmm, let me figure this out. So when the whole Infinity Gauntlet. The, the Infinity War came out. I went online and I downloaded the Marvel app or right. store, whatever, whatever it is. And I found some of the episodes that they said a lot of this was based off of. And I read uh, through those episodes uh, on a digital format just to see, like, yeah. all right, what what is this whole Infinity Stone? What's the whole purpose? What's the backstory? Because I think that's really where if you are a comic book fan you've been reading all these you get all this cool backstory you get all these characters that you know exist and stuff and and like when we talk about star wars and we really appreciate you know the episodes of the mandalorian for the little easter eggs they throw in there yeah i thought it would be cool to also have that as a marvel fan except for there's just way too much (laughs) so yeah the the volume on that is is yeah no so it's it'd be like me telling you todd well Todd, we're, I'm going to try to make you a huge wrestling fan, and we got to start now. Oh, uh, boy. You know, like when I started, there was like 10 years of quality wrestling that you could get on TV and be good. Right. Now it's just beyond control. Yeah. And and that's kind of how I felt, you know, when I was kind of reading. I'm like, because I, I had a notion where I'm like, yeah, I think I could download a comic and read a comic each day or, or each, you know, one a month yeah. or whatever I want to do. I mean, find the niche that I like and go for it, and and that'd be fine. So that was – the one notion and the other one that I have yet to really have an opportunity to, which still uh, I'm smacking myself is you got me an awesome star Wars galaxy's edge uh, comic oh, book, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which, which yeah. primarily is um, so the land down at Hollywood studios and in Disneyland that they built based off of star Wars, they have a backstory, which goes through, you know, you're, they're telling it in the comic book form. Um, and Todd, you did a very nice job putting it in, you know, your, so what is it? Is yeah. They, yeah. Give, so, give the so, technical terms. I mean, we just call them bags and boards. Um, I okay, mean, the, there you the, go. the cardboard is called a backer board, and it's basically just a, a piece of cardboard, you know, thin cardstock about the same size as a comic book that's, you know, made from acid-free material. And you put it in there so your comic books don't get bent. And then there is a basically a plastic baggie, I guess, is, is you know, it's sleeve, that, sleeve you know, sounds good. made made of polypropylene that you put the comic book and the backer board in and you tape that shut and that keeps it from getting moisture, dampness, just it preserves them. 
like I said, I don't collect comics with the hope of them making more money, but at the same time, I know what happens if you try and store comics without any kind of protection <laughs> from my younger days, and they just get all, yeah. like, I, I'm not looking to keep to preserve my investment, but I do want to make it so that, hey, if I ever decide I want to read these later or let my nephews or nieces or who, if somebody else wants to look, I want them to be nice. So, yeah, I get a comic book, it immediately goes into a into a, a sleeve with a cardboard backer board in there. And once I've read it, it gets taped shut. It gets put in the box. I've got, a, of course, I've got a, you know, app on my phone that catalogs all of the issues that I have and when I got them and where I got them and when I've read them and all that, you know, metadata nonsense because I'm I, me. I, um, that's it. <laughs> well, and that also makes it handy when I go to a comic book store or a comic book shop. And I'm like, oh, I'm missing these issues. I can just pull out my phone and know what those are. Whereas before I used to have this printout on a, from a dot matrix printer that had all the issues listed out and either circled the ones I needed or crossed out the ones I already had. Like it's a lot easier these days. <laughs> yeah. I would say, you know, for the most part. So you're still collecting to this day. You're, you oh, still yeah. have, yeah. you're signed up for I've multiple. Got... I know during the pandemic, you made mention that you were going to go down and bulk order. So that way you can keep the shop healthy as as healthy as can be yeah and uh, yeah. i'm sure they appreciate your help there but i yeah. think i think there's more to the whole comic book uh story that we can talk about if we really wanted to dig deep into different aspects i think comic books are uh, something you and i both can appreciate you know you obviously appreciate it far more than i do but i definitely um, <laughs> i definitely it, i think if time if time were there and or if i found that right comic and that right situation i think i could easily uh, fall fall into that but well the beautiful i mean the beautiful thing about comic books is there are so many of so many different varieties and so many different sort of levels like comic books are for everybody like yeah. there's there's a there's a notion you know that oh comic books are for kids and you know yes there are comic books for kids but you start talking about graphic novels and or depending on what you're into like if you want to give comic books a try there's there's something out there for you i mean abby is not a big comic book nerd but going through the previews, you know, a few months ago, I'm like, hey, Abby, they've, they've got this uh, Nancy Drew Hardy Boys graphic novel thing. Any interest? She's like, yeah, I'll check it out. And so she's got a bunch of those now. Like, you know. Oh, I, love like, it. I love it. Well, it's look at it's, it this way. Yeah. The, the top franchise movies in the world. Uh, probably some of the top shows. I mean, The Walking Dead was a comic book before it was anything. Yeah. Like, they, they're, yeah. the, the people that are writing comics are fantastic storytellers and it's been proven basically because all their stories have been lifted for these movies and shows and everything oh, like yeah. that so to yeah. say it's just for kids i think is kind of foolish but that's that's probably old style thinking at this oh, yeah. point in time what is made for kids or really what's the difference between a kid and uh, a grown adult <laughs> that has some free time and some expendable income <laughs> not much right. Right. <laughs> you know if anything right. we're more dangerous than the kids so i think <laughs> i think uh, you know, all you kids that are listening to the podcast out there, aspire, uh, go through, get through school and get a good job. And then you'll get to be a kid again. It's uh, pretty it's much. Beautiful. I told Abby, comic books are my midlife crisis. Like some guys are going to go out and get their, get the sports <laughs> car or go out and do whatever. I'm like, I now have all this disposable income and want to recapture my youth. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go get the Mustang or the convertible yeah. or whatever. I'm going to go recapture my lost comic book collection. And I've been pretty successful. And it's, you know, it's one of the oh, perks of being a grown-up. That it is. <laughs> and it's and it's great that we found the wagon because now you can add more to your collection. That's Do you right. have anything else uh, you'd like to add to this episode of the Hersey Hobby Wagon? 
like you said, I imagine we can probably come back uh, in oh, other episodes and talk about comics because there's plenty to chat about. But I think this has been a sufficient trip down memory lane. I hope everyone I it. enjoyed it. So, Eric, thanks for bringing the wagon around once again. Thank you, listeners, for coming along for the trip. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Toddcast.